everybody welcome to the for the makers podcast i am so pumped about this interview today me too it's gonna be so good yeah um you guys i just want to quickly introduce myself we don't we i feel like it's weird introducing ourselves every single time but necessary i think you it feels I mean? weird to us because we record these like back to back to back yeah. and we're like i've introduced myself like five times today but when you consider that we're releasing these on the second and fourth week Fridays of the month. Because why? You clap on the two and the four. Not on the one and the three. <laughs> I was expecting you, you were to like, say it. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sounded like I was going to say it. Yeah. Um, but it's always good to, you know, give a little reintroduction. Yeah, exactly. So for the reintroduction, hi, everybody. My <laughs> name is Lee Beth Etheridge. I'm one of your hosts and I'm here with the one and only Rachel Gifford, your other host. What's up, girl? Hey, girl. How you doing? Good. <laughs> Dude, that intro slaps every single time. I, I'm i still shocked that you like wrote, produced, sang, did all the things for that. I still keep saying like, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to I'm gonna turn it into a full song and it hasn't happened yet. And part of me feels like I'm going to get to that point where I'm like, sitting at my piano and I do have a, I, I have a first verse for it. Like that's how I got my in for this intro, but I feel like the, the drums in and the drums out is like set. So I'm like, how am I going to write the rest of the song? Like, that's it. My work here is done. You guys just look out for the full version of that yeah, song. I'll do it eventually. Yeah. Maybe just, like season 16 or something like that. Whoa. That's a long whoa, time from now. Season 16. Yeah. Okay, should we jump on into yeah, this? Yeah, we should. Rach, would you like to introduce our incredible guest that we have today? I absolutely would. You guys, I'm going to do a little cold read of this bio, and let me tell you, it is action-packed. Oh, I'm ready. All right. Our guest on the podcast today is none other, whoa, none another, <laughs> <laughs> is none other than John Reed. Born in Houston, Texas, John relocated to Melbourne, Australia in 2004 and studied all facets of dance, singing, and acting. Uh, graduated from the Federation University of the Arts Academy in 2015 with a Bachelor of Arts in Musical Theater. His Australian theater credits include Funny Girl, Merrily We Roll Along, Jesus Christ Superstar, Songs for Swingin' Lovers, and action slash riff understudy in West Side Story on Sydney Harbor. That's really cool. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, sorry, I just read that and I was like, hold on. <laughs> That's cool. John is an inaugural member of the Melbourne uh, Shakespeare Company, having performed in their productions of A Midsummer Night's Dream, Much Ado About Nothing, Romeo and Juliet, and King Lear. Okay. Also, yeah, those what? are like the best freaking Shakespeare plays. Okay. Here we go. As a choreographer. Yes, he does more. Yes. As a choreographer, credits include Black Rock, Love's Labor's Lost, The Taming of the Shrew, As You Like It, The Winter's Tale, also like all, oh, and The Comedy of Errors, also sure. all like the best Shakespeare. Yeah. yeah, yeah. John has also been teaching another since the age of 19, 
lives in New York City and made his U.S. theater debut in Guys and Dolls and Something Rotten. Oh my gosh, John, you've done like all the best shows. Yeah, really. Uh, where he both served as dance captain. John Reed, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Oh so my excited gosh. to be here. We're really excited to have you. I'm just thinking your U.S. theater debut was Guys and Dolls and Something Rotten. Like those are two of like the most fun. Yeah, they were really fun. Shows. Yeah. Um, Where... Or what did you do? Were you ensemble in Something Rotten? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was. Because that's ensemble like my and dance captain. Yeah. favorite. Oh, that's right. You it literally said that. Yeah. Dance that's... captain in your bio. Um, like favorite yeah. dance ensemble show. Yeah, it was really fun. I love that. Yeah. Like the It's Eggs number gets oh, me. Oh, the, be the best. What's, what's so funny though is that I always loved the scene that led up right before mm -hmm. It's Eggs mm -hmm. because that was then when they're just essentially saying every musical theater reference under the stars yes. in Shakespeare like dialogue. Right. And we would do, you know, like, where's McCavity at the Jellicle Ball? He would not come. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like, you know, ah, oh, I could have danced all night. Like yeah. it was yes. just, it, that was always my favorite because the, the audience would always laugh probably the most in those, yes. in those, in that scene. That yeah. was always my favorite. I feel like as somebody who has done a lot of Shakespeare, something rotten is like I the marriage of yeah. like the best two things ever. I couldn't stay away from it. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> I couldn't no, stay no. away from Shakespeare. I was just like, uh, <laughs> yeah. okay, here we go. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. It was the best of both worlds. It was the, it was, you know, Shakespeare and musical theater. Oh. Which, you know, but that's, I mean, how many times though is that they go right. hand in hand so well? Exactly. Like right. Every best musical ever was, you know, right. Um, written after a Shakespeare play. Right. So, right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. In, in some way or another. But yeah, yeah. exactly. It was real, no, it's really fun. Yeah. It's been, it's been wild. Oh, that's crazy. That. Okay. I feel like we should just, oh, were you going to say something? No, I was just going to marvel at his credits because yeah. <laughs> I'm like kind of shook a little bit. Like, Rach was saying, oh, those are all the best Shakespeare's or like your resume. You have gotten to dive into some just incredible pieces of art. I'm very lucky, actually. I was thinking about this as well as that, you know, sometimes a lot of the time with what we do, mm -hmm. we're we're just trying to get work and make right. a living. And so right. you, you take everything, right? right. You gotta, and you got to do so many gigs that, you know, it has sometimes less to be desired material, but sure. you do it because it's a good paycheck or good for the resume or you're working, you're just right, on stage. Right. But like, I've been very lucky in that most of the shows that I've been able to do have been all great material. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's hard at our level to be able to like really sometimes um, appreciate that because sure. again, we, it's, it's, it's a bit of a luxury really yeah. because mm -hmm. we, we can't be that choosy, but I mean, every actor, though, you hear will always talk about it. it's all about the material. Yeah. It's all about the written word or the music. Mm -hmm. And if it's and if it's well done or not. And I'm very lucky that I've been able to work on really great yeah. writing. Yeah. Which only makes you better, too. Totally. Yeah. Right? Totally. You, you got to work on the best stuff. Yeah. Because it's only going to make you better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Have you noticed a significant difference in just like the theater or arts dance worlds from Australia and the US? That's very interesting. I, well, especially because I've been, at, even in living in Australia, I had been coming to America, visiting uh, family here, and then also going, so I've been to New York a number of times, and I would mm -hmm. always go see shows here. And I always thought, you know, that, you know, Broadway is like, you know, the pinnacle and everybody right. is kind of secondary. I, I, I do think sometimes, though, that the industries can, like, focus on different things. Totally. Yeah. Um, 
so like for example um the, the australian industry just is is just so small yeah. um you know it's a it's a I always joke is like Australia has the popu- has the uh, geographical landmass of the U.S., but the population of Texas. Totally, it's really small. Yeah. yeah. Um, but which therefore means that the Australian industry is it's small. So small. Yeah. So we don't get just the amount, the quantity of different shows, mm. i.e., different different material that you'd be able to bring right. out there, because when you only got five theaters in Melbourne, right. four in Sydney, or maybe five in Sydney, you know, one in Brisbane. Yeah. Like you need to, in a way, sort of do the more commercial sure. option. I mean, we those are usually for the for the Broadway or West End productions that come out. But they're, they're usually, I feel like in recent years, the Australian industry, particularly after COVID, has been playing it very safe by just bringing back shows that everybody knows. Sure. That we've mm-hmm. seen five times. Right. Yeah. And while there is merit to that and some of them are quality shows that are yeah. worth showing again you know you can't um bring new yeah. work um yeah. Yeah. that is sort of um happening because it's just too risky sure so here i would say that at least in terms of just the material you the the diversity of material here in new york i just think is second to none in the world yeah because there's just so much of it right um and that is also, you know, why I th- I love New York and why I wanted to come here is just mm-hmm. because I was able to just be among so much theater yeah. and by there for, you know, so much material and so much new material. Yeah. Because also in terms of just making Australian theater, like writing it and that's even yeah. harder and right. even more rare. Right. Um, and because there are a lot of talented people, but I just don't think they get the opportunities enough to practice. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Which I think it is, which is different here because when you're developing shows here or you're making stuff here, you have the luxury of time. Right. You can take, you know, you can do five workshops or readings right. and, mm-hmm. and, and work on shows over a number of years and be like, no, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you just got to, it just takes what it takes. Yeah. I feel like because of just the hey, yeah the lack of opportunity the lack of space and yeah. also the lack of people to invest in it yeah there seems to be like we only got one shot to do it wow so mm-hmm. you get all these great shows that have great potential to get up but it, but it's the first draft right and right. and then they do a full production but it's a first draft right and then and then we never hear from it again right because it didn't do well right but of course it didn't do well because it was a first, first draft, draft. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah that's so, so interesting i just think everything is just baked here yeah over longer i think you know what i mean people can sit in it more Mm -hmm. in new york yeah yeah because and i think also because of the fact that there's so much work in a in sometimes you know a good in a bad way but mostly a good way is that people treat the arts like their job here yeah you know they Mm -hmm. um you know they wake up they say goodbye to their family they go to work they do their show they come home right because it's just so normal whereas in australia because it's so rare to just get a show yeah and um we feel like it's almost like it's like not a job it's like this crazy like mm. blip of an adventure that we can't wow. you yeah. know we can't take anything for granted which is a great feeling to have mm-hmm. um and that's why australians are i think such hard workers when yeah. it comes to that because we know what a rare opportunity it is <laughs> but it's also then very hard for it for us to be like to even see ourselves as being like this is our job right because just of how infrequently infrequent it happens, it, it happens. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's so interesting. Mm. Especially because I I think in my <laughs> naivety, um, I think about like 
the world of theater being very um, split, I feel like, between um, the U.S. and um, London. Because sure. those are the two kind of like theater meccas. Absolutely. So well, speak. that's where it was. I mean, like, you know, they, the English had Shakespeare. Right. Which means they had the love of language. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, in, and just really good storytelling. Right. And, and then Americans had the musical. Right. And like mm-hmm. song and dance. Yeah. So, but those were big, but that's because they were both developed and created there. Like it's right. in their DNA. It's yeah. in the cobblestones. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, you know, America is also, you know, not a, a super old country, but Australia is even younger. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, while I, Australia ha- does have an abundance of culture there, particularly I think when it comes to it's like fine arts yeah. and it's, and it's music, you know, still, we didn't like yeah. invent theater. Do you totally, know what I mean? Like totally, it's, yeah. it's sort of like a, it is a little bit of a, a removal, but you know, there are a lot of freaking incredible Australian actors and performers and and a lot of them live here. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say, yeah. You know, there are so many Aussies in New York, which has been also kind of really amazing to kind of come to, to sort of find <laughs> yeah. that yeah. Like, second quasi-community. But I feel like there was also a thing, too, of it being like, there are so many incredible actors and talented performers there, but there there wasn't an industry for them there, so sure. they had to leave. Yeah. They had to go to London. They had to go right. to New York. Right. I mean, even Kate Blanchett and Hugh Jackman couldn't stay. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. I mean? like, yeah. You know, they had to get, or right. Margot Robbie, they had to get mm-hmm. their opportunities elsewhere, unfortunately, right. because I'm sure, you know, we, we all love Australia, and it's just, and it is an incredible country, and I'm so, <laughs> in hindsight, you'll probably, I'll probably talk about it later in terms of moving there, but mm-hmm. I was so... Uh, grateful to have grown up there, but it was yeah. just very hard to mm-hmm. to make a living as an actor. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, on that note, this might jump right into it, but sure. how, how did you get into the arts? Okay. So this is going to, I'm going to give you like a little bit of context just so it all makes sense because my story is kind of wacky. I love um, it. I was, yeah. So I'm, I'm born in Texas um, and I grew up in a really small country town about an hour and a half outside of Houston. Yeah. Um, it was like, a, it was a rice farming town, a town of 3,400 people. Yeah. You know, wow. one traffic light. Yeah. You know, su- and and also preface this, we were the only Jewish family in the town. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. that, that doesn't, if that doesn't make you into an artist, I don't know what. Uh, yeah. Really- <laughs> in terms of, you know, being an outsider and everything yeah. like that. But, yeah. but what, um, my mom was a drama teacher and oh, cool. she, um, because uh, she's Australian. Yeah. Uh, my mom's Australian. Dad's American. Uh-huh. They met, um, and then she, when they married, she moved to Texas. And she, you know, she was in this farming town, yeah, um, teaching English at the local high school. But you know, needed something to do. Yeah. So she started a children's theater. Oh wow! And it was um, like every Sunday, um, and age from ages five to fifteen. Okay. And you know, we'd go there, we'd do drama games, we do, and then we'd put on musicals yeah. um, that she would usually sort of like write or kind of, you know, doctor the scripts yeah, yeah, to make yeah. it more, you know, kid friendly and then, you know, have different sort of things like that. But she yeah. started doing that, I think actually even before I was born. And then obviously she started taking me to, to rehearsals. And then I got on stage for the first time in that, um, in that theater, um, children's theater in Oliver, 
Yes, um, come on. Which, you know, it's either Oliver or Annie. Literally, you know, I was about uh, to say. That's, those are either literally the way <laughs> That's in. so true. Yeah. But even before that, because I would see her also prepping for these shows when I was like, you know, three and a half or four, she would have these movie musicals on. So mm. we were also watching, right? you know, Beauty and the Beast and The Wizard of Oz and Oliver and um, Peter Pan and like all of these incredible musicals that because she was playing them over and over again, I would then also then ask to watch them over and over again. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I probably could see a direct correlation between like me, like wanting to starting to dance and seeing Ray Bulger in the Scarecrow. Wow, As the Scarecrow yeah. in The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just wore that out. And then, <laughs> yes. and then there was, you know, The Lion King, and then there was, you know, Oliver, and then there's all these movie musicals. And then she started taking me to the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, uh, so I would go into Houston to, to see shows. And then I started doing, um, summer camps, um, at a place called theater under the stars. Yeah. You know that? Yeah, theater? I do. Yeah. yeah. So they had this place called the Humphrey school for the performing arts where they, it was like a normal like kind of after school program, but then every summer you'd do these, you know, week long camps yeah. and stuff like that. And so I started doing those, I think when I was like six or seven. Nice. And apparently According to mom, she said that after the first week, I cr- after the last um, like performance of the week, I cried all the way home because it was over, oh. and I wanted to go back so bad. So oh, she was just so she actually called him up and was like, "Is there? Look, I'm really sorry. I wouldn't normally do this, but he just loved it so much. Can is there any way you can, um, you know, do another week? And right. luckily, they said yes. And then wow. from that. It turns out that that they used that as a potential audition for me to get into the school. Yeah. Uh, then I got to, to go into the school. Cool. Um, I mean, I guess it was just that thing of it. It just stuck. It was just something that I was always doing. And I think also um, from what it, there's a there's an old video, <laughs> home video um, that mom and dad took because they filmed everything of me doing i think we were doing like excerpts from annie get your gun nice and we're doing there's no business like show business and we're all in cowboy hats and i'm just giving giving it living living for my life and my mom my mom told me that she started crying when she saw that because she was like she had never seen me that right alive before yeah but then she also turned to my dad and said oh Oh, we're in trouble (laughs) we're so screwed yeah um but I think so, like that was sort of always like around me. But then I saw The Lion King when I was 10. Mm. Oof, yeah. Uh, in Houston. And that I think changed everything. Yeah. That was because also that was like one of the first movies that I had ever seen. And it was a very like special movie between me and my dad that we would yeah. watch together yeah. a lot. It was, you know, one of those like, you know, you have always have those like bonding, you know, yeah. things, whether it's a movie or a sport or something that you have right. with your parents. So for me, it was. And my dad was the Lion King. And then when, when I saw the Lion King on stage, I was just like, well, that, that was magic. Right. What I just saw. Right. Um, and I was just like, that's, I wanted, I need to do that yeah. at some point. And so, and then it was kind of a long slippery slope. I then, you know, we moved to Australia when I was 10. So I was, you know, really flung into, you know, a whole different world, whole different life. And I, it was kind of, and it, those were like a really kind of hard first two years, but then I really found dancing yeah, and then got really into that and then decided at about 13 or 14 that I was just, well, maybe 14, 15, that I was like, I'm, I, 
this is really all I want to do. It was yeah. the only thing I ever wanted to get better at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I yeah, didn't totally. care about improving as a basketball player. Sure. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. or, or what are that? But like, I cared about being better as a dancer or a better actor yeah. or, um, better singer after that too. So yeah, that was a wow. very long, long answer. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And so then that was kind of like when you started to get serious about dance, what did that really look like? Well, th well, th that's also really funny because I started dance like right in, in Texas, but it was like the last six months before we moved Okay. because finally it was, it's literally the story out of a chorus line. My sister was taking dance Yeah. and I w we were picking her up and watching her dance and I was just like, Oh, I can do that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. literally the song. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. That was literally my story. <laughs> oh um, my gosh. So I then was just like, that looks really, really cool. So, um, but I, I adamantly refused to do ballet. I was just like, I will <laughs> tap, I will do jazz, I'll do hip hop, but I will not no. do ballet. Yeah. Yeah. Biggest regret. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I, I should have. <laughs> totally. I should have. Um, yeah. I just think it was something that I, one thing that I had always noticed also in looking back and um, was that I was, when I would ever, I would watch these movie musicals and stuff. I was always trying to copy the TV screen. Yeah. yeah. So I was always actually just doing it. Mm -hmm. And even like, there's, there's like another home video of me in like Disneyland for the first time when I'm like five years old and we're watching like one of the live shows yeah. there. And I'm literally, I'm not watching the show. I'm trying to keep up with the choreography in the aisle. Oh my because gosh. It, was yeah. just, it just made me want to do it so much. Yeah. I was just, I, yeah. And I think, it was just that, that was, that was the thing that was just like, I really care about getting better at it. Mm -hmm. I really want to be good. Yeah. And, and I also noticed that, you know, when you're, when you're on stage, you feel like you can do anything. Yeah. You feel like, you know, you can be as outrageous as you want, as crazy as you want, and people will only applaud for it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was an amazing it was an amazing feeling, but I, but it also, you know, took time because, you know, you know, you're a young kid, teenager going through puberty, yeah. you know, you're mm -hmm. trying to make friends, you're trying, you want to be cool. You want to fit in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even, you know, still when I was growing up, you know, dancing wasn't cool right. for a guy. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so there were a couple of years where I sort of had to I kind of lean on the quiet side and sure. didn't talk about it too much. Yeah. Um, you know, so I played basketball for some goddamn reason <laughs> right um, right you know right. what i mean like yeah. just you know yeah. just to be just to fit in and stuff but then yeah. i was just like no this is actually something that i really enjoy like yeah. i get and you know i think also looking looking back in terms of what it is now is that it was i think you can always tell us like it's the most present you ever will be mm. right yes you know what i mean like you're yeah. not thinking literally about anything else yeah you know because you're literally in the moment trying to perform, you know, nail choreography, make people laugh. Mm -hmm. right. Do that. You, ca you can't be thinking about what's on your phone. Right, it, exactly. Or, or, yeah. or, um, or your homework or whatever. Right, like right. there's, um, and I loved it, I think, for that. But I, I mean, I also think um, before we kind of, we start, we started all a little bit with like a, you know, hey, look at me, sure. you know, sort of thing. Totally. I, I definitely yeah. had a lot of that as a kid too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but then it kind of, you know, as you get older, it also kind of, your reasons for doing then also grow with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It fleshes out a little bit more. Yeah, totally. for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Um, so, what is it? What did mm. it look like in um, you moving to Australia? What was the like? Uh, was that because your mom 
was wanted to go home or yeah, was there like so, a- so what what had happened was you know the i've you know everybody that knows me knows i've told this story so many times but i it's great telling it my my um my dad uh ran the um main car business in our town uh selling general motors cars um and in 1998 uh they underwent a general motors uh employee strike and wow. also a flood in our in like a once in a 100 year flood that essentially decimated the business wow um Whoa. so he and then my and then my mom you know became in quite a lot of debt and my dad was trying to find ways to be able to pay off everything um that weren't really working and then finally he found a job working for the logistics company Halliburton uh in Iraq Whoa. for the U.S. Army wow. so he uh went uh to Iraq in wow. November 2003 wow you know beginning of the Iraq war wow. um to work because he needed the money yeah um and he was good at that job mm-hmm. um but that meant that he was also he had left you know my mom and two young kids in a very small town with, um, you know, an ailing grandmother with right. really no other help. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after, yeah, six, seven months, mom was like, I want to go home. Wow. Yeah. Um, I want to be near my father because all my mom's family is it's in Melbourne. Still, yeah, yeah. So she, and like she wanted to be close to her, to her dad, her yeah. sister, her family and just, you totally. know, get by, you know, yeah. and just, just yeah. help out. So so we packed up and moved in August of 2004. Wow. Um, and then arrived there. And then uh, in December 2005, dad finished up in Iraq and then joined us there. Wow. Um, uh, afterwards. But yeah, it was it was a tough, it was a yeah. tough yeah. couple of years. Wow. It was a tough couple of years. Because, I mean, you know, you're 10 years old and, you know, you you don't want to leave your friends and <laughs> right. everything like that. Yeah, yeah, your whole world. And, um, yeah, so I was I was really mad at my mom for the longest time. Yeah, yeah for um, sure. You know, which is super unfair now. But you know, and I did tell her actually. You know, when I was like nineteen, though, like looking back, though, I I said to her, I was like, "You moving us to Australia was like the best thing you ever did right. for us." Like, mm-hmm, you know, you right, can all, yeah. I can only say it after the fact, but totally, it was really really true. Hindsight is twenty twenty, as they say. <laughs> truly, truly, <laughs> that's yeah. it. It really is. Um, and then yeah, you just try to make by make it get a mm-hmm. new make a new life and yeah um you know it took about two three years for me to feel at home secure yeah yeah. yeah yeah totally yeah um yeah that's it i mean being being a little kid it is your whole world is what's directly around you so the fact of the game yeah. picked up and moved to somewhere that feels yeah. so unknown. while your dad is also in the middle of right, a war exactly like, it's all it was it was a lot and i and i think also and you know my therapist and a lot of other people said like, I need to give also myself like a lot of (laughs) sympathy and be just like, you know, you were going through like, you know, it was a really hard time. Like, you know, you, you may not have been, you know, totally happy with how, you know, maybe you acted at some point, but it's just like, you were 10 years old. You were were going through a lot. So, yeah. Um, but luckily, yeah. Got the best family ever. So they were, it it worked out. Yeah, for sure. I would say definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, should we move on to question two? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Why, John, why do you feel like the arts are important? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, very easy um, Yeah, just a, just a light answer. I mean, have you guys ever seen um, Dead Poets Society? It's one of my favorite movies. <sighs> yeah. I'm so glad to hear that. Again, people who are listening to me who know me will know that I talk at nauseum about 
Robin Williams, especially yes, because he's yeah. like my ultimate, um, he's like my hero. Yeah. Um, oh, good hero. Good hero. Yeah, very yeah. good. Um, and Dead Poets was one of the most life-changing movies I ever saw. Mm. And he says, there's a quote in it where he says um, that, you know, business, medicine, law, engineering, they're all noble pursuits and all necessary for sustaining life. But be beauty, poetry, romance, love, these are what we stay alive for. Mm -hmm. And that's the arts. Yeah. It is why we, it is why we stay alive, why we choose yeah. to stay alive. Yeah. Because we, it is how we make sense of ourselves. Yeah. It is how we connect to others. Mm -hmm. It's how we have um, visceral and emotional experiences that I feel like we otherwise will not allow ourselves to have. Mm. Yeah. Um, and you know, actually I was doing, doing some reading. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with, um, Aristotle, yeah. um, poetics. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, cause he talks about how humans have a natural urge to imitate. Yes. Mm -hmm. In order to learn. Right. And he's saying that that is essentially one of the rules why theater, why theater, but also why poetry, why works of art are so necessary is because by imitating life, right. By, um, by imitating or looking at the world around us, we can then mimic or maybe not choose to not mimic <laughs> right. those yeah. actions yep. and to see, you know, what we would do in those situations. Mm -hmm. Um, and how, I mean, yeah, that's, and also I feel like it is just, I know at least for me as someone that now is in the arts, it's how people find themselves. Yeah. I mean, it is literally how people are able to be like, oh, this is my, this is my life force or right. this is my, you know, like you would with medicine or right. what, or math, maths or, um, or science or whatever. But it's like, it's vital because it's a part of our world and there are, people who will be saved by it. Right. Um, I mean, even like, I tell a lot of anecdotes, so I apologize if no, I go on no, a tangent. Right. But I, the last time I was in New York, I went to Broadway Con yeah. for the first yeah. time. Yeah, isn't it insane? It was insane. Yeah. I had never seen anything like it's it. It's crazy. But what I loved about it was I saw all these school kids yes. that were dressing up in their favorite, you know, musical costumes. And I, and I was just like, wow. And I thought I was a nerd. But yeah. then, yeah. but... You know, and at first you have that impulse, but then I was looking at it going, this is literally this, you know, this one kid that is, you know, probably the outcast in his school gets to come to a place for two days where he can be his, his or her or they's complete yeah. and self. uttermost yeah. self because there is a place for them. Yeah. Um, and I just was like, you know, I just think it's also, it just nurtures a, um, a passion and an enthusiasm that I cannot find in probably almost any other area of life. Right. Yeah. Cause I, I, I and that's why I'm also just drawn to artists and theater yeah. because yes. yeah. they are, and especially in New York. Yeah. They are so passionate about what they do and they love what they do. And I want to be around people that love what they do. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, it's, that's the most inspiring thing. Yeah. And when you just see people, I mean, I mean, even you could even be actually, well, that's it too of, you know, you could have had a teacher in, in school where you didn't really love the subject, but their passion for it or their, um, enthusiasm for it still made you love the class right? because you, there was a, a human connection to it. Mm, right. Um, 
And I think that's the sort of same, like when you can be around people who make art with that amount of passion and yeah. love and joy and enthusiasm. And, you know, I, I just, yeah, it, it, it takes your breath away. It really yeah. does. It really does. And yeah. so, and also being a teacher, I'm, and coming from being the son of a teacher, I'm very pro arts education and yes. know that yeah. it's, it's vital. Yeah. And like, you don't know how many kids you're going to save by yeah. having, having it be done and, and it being around. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, um, there's something about theater and I, and I found this going into theater in high school. There's something about theater that attracts the quote unquote outsider. 100%. There's something about theater that just, it's like they're moths to a flame. Like Absolutely. anybody who doesn't have anywhere else to go, yeah, they're in theater. They're yeah. especially yeah. in an educational setting, whether that be middle school, high school, 100%. even college. Like if you feel at yeah. all like an outsider, you find the people who have the same passions or the same drive, yeah. or maybe don't make you feel as weird. You know, you were talking about that one kid at Broadway con, you yeah. know, like, like yeah. but don't you also feel like though, that's kind of it with like any art. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because it, because you, you look at the world differently than everybody else. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it, you are not the cookie cutter. Right. Um, and so, no, I mean, I definitely was the outsider in high school. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I was, I was fortunate not to get, you know, I had a quite a decent high school experience and I wasn't, you know, bullied too much for it, but I was by, but I was, but no, but no one got it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no right. one, no one was able to see. And then, but then, you know, you, I go, went to college and went to drama school and I was like, Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, these are yeah, my yeah. people. Yeah. You know, but that is when, and I think that's also why the arts are important too, yeah. is that it literally is family and community. Yeah. That is, yeah. I think that is a huge reason of why we get into this yeah. is because the outsiders are looking for a place to belong. Right. Yeah. And when you have a bunch, when you got a bunch of people who are all outsiders from their respective towns or communities right. or schools, they come together and they find each other. Mm. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like I, I had, uh, yeah, like I went to um, college for musical theater and those the friends that I have there are, are like my chosen family. Yeah. Like they yeah. are, right. they are family to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, I mean, and, it still like moves me actually how much like, you know what I mean? Like you think yeah. you have, you like those best friends. We're right. like, we're going to be best friends forever. But then when you, even when you think about wh how, what kind of incredible friends you have yeah. and what they are like, yeah, that is a gift. It totally yeah. is. Yeah. And that's one reason why I love Dead Poet Society too, is because it's a, it's a incredible visual representation of what we're just talking about. These guys who yep. through through the guidance of a teacher yep. start to understand how they can look at the world in a different way. And and have their own voice. Yeah, have their and own have voice. Have their own individual voice in a world that does not want that. Right, right. That exactly. That doesn't want them to speak up right. or be themselves. Right. Um, you know, they got they got a job to do, they got a path to follow, they are in they have a certain place to be they, to yeah. be. Um and like that you know, thing of, of especially empowering young people to, to find their voice and to be seen and heard. I mean, that's, I, I, I don't know how you could get that without the arts, to be honest. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you, I, you guys also felt that way in high school being like, Oh, 100%. You know, being just, yes. like, why, why is everyone acting so weird? Or am I the weird one? <laughs> right. You know, right, like, right. you know, cause you, yeah, we, yeah. 
Yeah, I found my 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 uh, friends through choir. I was like a choir. Right. I was a choir kid. Like yeah. that's what that's what we called ourselves. And yeah, it's and I didn't really expect that. I don't know. It's really? funny because then I mean I I I loved theater and we had a very like a, a really great choir program in high school, but not uh, the arts aren't aren't I would say not very well funded in the Northwest, which right. is kind of, I think very surprising. I moved, I went to school in Texas, uh, to you? college in Texas. And I remember seeing all these high schools and I was like, gee, the funding for the arts here is awesome. Right. Like, and, and I was like, this is not what it's like in the Northwest when like Portland is a very like artsy city, mm. but the arts education is just not, it's not there. Like it's, I, we were going to, um, uh, school board meetings asking them to not cut the funding for nice. um, choir and theater. Like I remember yeah. going to those meetings and it's just kind of like, man, what, why are students showing up to school board meetings? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Asking you to that's not so cut their Isn't programming. Crazy? Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. crazy. It's, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's where I found, that's where I found my people. And yeah. that's why I showed up to school board meetings is because I was like, I would not, be getting out of bed. It goes back to that quote that you shared from uh, Dead Poets. Dead Poets Dead Society Poets. of like, I go, I go to school because I know I'm going to choir. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That was like my in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my in. And then I started to find that I like enjoyed learning, but that started because of choir. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, you find out who you are by doing these things. Yeah. By, I mean, you know, I did every school musical. I, you know, did all the school plays. Yep. I then actually went back to, after college, I went back to my high school to like choreograph their school musicals and help like direct them. Yeah. And I was just like, this is it, man. Yes. And, yeah. and like when, when you see, there is nothing quite like seeing like the closing night of a school musical. Oh my gosh. The, the when, rush. <laughs> well, not only, not only the rush, but it's like, and it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's right afterwards when you're congratulating everybody. And we're like, you did it. You did it. And everyone is crying yeah. because yeah. they just had the best time of their lives and they yeah. don't want it to end. I'm like, that's, 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 that's everything. It. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like, yeah, yeah. I, I just think, and cause that was me, like, you know what yeah. I mean? And, like right. that was, that was me. And I say to them, you know, these are, these are special times, yeah. you know, yeah. high school can suck, yeah. but like take, use these moments. Cause they're, cause you're never going to have them again. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, arts education and putting forward motivation in the best ways that we can to be able to promote arts education and be able to build good programs in schools. And especially in, um, areas that are not don't have as much money like putting yeah. putting arts education toward toward those places are going to is just oh it's so vital i had it's so vital um i work at a coffee shop for my muggle job and yes, uh, muggle my muggle job and uh yesterday i was wearing a shirt that just said greta gerwig on it and uh <laughs> yeah and uh a guy who um is one of our regulars he came in and he was like i love your shirt and i was like oh thank you and he works in politics and he was like i really want to put forward a bill for arts education and, and he was like <gasps> yes yeah and he was <laughs> like, i'm almost choked up i've never heard of a politician never, outwardly yeah. say that yeah he was like i i 
um, wow. yeah, he was like, I'd love to, you know, talk more about it or like, what do you, do you think that's a good idea? And I was like, yes, I think it's what? a huge idea. Yeah. Cause he was talking about all these statistics about people, yep. especially in our Everywhere. city Go off, that LB. has massive, I mean, the socioeconomic range within our city is just absolutely it, insane. It's mind boggling. And I was so shocked when I came, cause I, <laughs> from my muggle job, <laughs> I, um, I, I'm, I'm a teacher. That's what, yeah. that's what I do. And I've yeah. been uh, substitute teaching a lot around in the city Yeah, and just like, and I, I was shocked, especially in New York. Yeah. Just the, um, mm. the, not only the socioeconomic, um, range, but still the, the segregation yeah. range is yeah. Yeah. outrageous it's, it's ridiculous. in New York. And yeah. I was like, what on earth? I, yeah, yeah. I was just like, yeah. I would have expected this in Texas <laughs> yeah. almost, but yeah. I, I was shocked by that. And especially also how little of them actually had real like top of the notch arts, de right. arts departments at all. Right. If they yeah. even had the arts right. in these yep. schools. Right. Because yep. I think something that's so vital is like you said, you don't know whose lives you're going to save just yep. by exposing kids to the opportunity yep. To in to express them th themselves through art. Yep. You know, it's the same thing you were saying, Rach. I go to school because I go to choir. Yeah. Okay. Well, there are some people, some kids that that is the case. Like mm -hmm. they. It's the only reason. That's the, the only, only reason, reason they're going to school. Yep. And praise God, they're in school. Like yeah. you know, stay like, in school, everybody. Yeah. Stay in school. Yeah. But, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, but that's but that is it. You find out who you are by doing these things. Yeah. yeah. And um and I know that was what that was the case with me. And I'll, I also you know went to dance school outside and I went to, you know, acting classes and I had a lot of external stuff as mm -hmm. well going on, which all kind of fed it too. But, yeah. um, no, it's just, yeah. it's, I could, I could, we you could obviously yeah. you know, go, know. On go on and on. Maybe, maybe we need I, to do like a bonus episode about <laughs> arts education. I uh, love that. I think that would be an amazing yeah. idea. I yeah. think it, it never gets talked about enough and yeah, and yeah it's just so important. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say gentle. If you do a panel, I'll be here for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally. Uh, yeah. For real. Okay. Um, I was about to okay. say gentle listeners, like you, you guys get involved in your arts yeah. school yes. departments, um, help out as much as you can. Um, if you, s a lot of teachers, I'm just going to put this out here. A lot of teachers have like Amazon wish lists or like some kind of like, Hey, I'm doing this GoFundMe If you want to, donate to like, oh. because teachers don't have enough supplies. So no. y'all go look on at your local, like befriend a local teacher and ask if they need anything. Like if you're, True. if you need, um, or if you have like funds or if you have, I, I know I have a, a friend uh, or my sister has a friend who was, um, looking to basically find a new home for a, an upright piano that they had. And I was like, oh my gosh, contact a school, a local school. Yeah. A school. yeah. Yep. Like, yeah. cause they, I mean, oh my gosh, a, a piano. Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. Snatch that up. Yeah. Yeah. I'd so just like, truly, but anything yeah. like that, they, you know, they need those things. They and do. anyway, we should yeah. probably move on. Buy, buy <laughs> tickets, buy tickets to go see your school's productions. Yeah. That's, that's our last that's thing true. I'll say about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question. Okay. What keeps you grounded as a human, John? Another really simple, simple yeah, very, question. Very yeah. simple. Um, I mean, I, I think it would, it would definitely be my, my family and friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got an incredible mother, um, a wonderful sister. Um, my dad, unfortunately, uh, passed away. Um, but mm -hmm. he was a bat, he was a massive, uh, influence on my life, which probably will be a, <laughs> partly in answer to the second, to yeah. the, the second, yeah. the next question. Um, and I think also just, um, you know, uh, 
it's just the people around you. Yeah. yeah. The having good people around you that can be able to bring you down to earth, but then also pick you back up. Yeah. Mm. Um, to, you know, allow you not to not get too big of a head, but then also just to be like, Oh, shut up. You can do it. Come on. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. like sometimes you just gotta a little bit like that. And I, I spend, I try to talk a lot to my friends back home in Australia. I mean, obviously I'm making wonderful <laughs> friends in New York. Yeah. Um, as well, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, my friends back home have been an incredibly supportive. Um, and I mean, even just to sort of unwind, I think, I think having a sense of humor is really important. Yeah. Um, oh and you know, again, I'm going to be repeating myself here a lot, but like, I'm, I'm a big comedy person Yeah. Mm-hmm. and I watch stand up a lot Yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's, and it's kind of just that way for not only for my way to just kind of turn my brain off, but it's just that thing of allowing yourself to just not take yourself and everything, I think, so seriously. Yeah. Like totally. if you're, I, I just think nothing is like, I just love the quality of a person that is like ready and willing to laugh at themselves. <laughs> totally. You know? Yeah. With and, my, and, and like done care. And yeah. like, you know, I mean, we all got our bad days and there are times where we got to, you know. Yeah cry and feel our feelings and everything like that. But right. there's, there's something just really admirable about someone that can, that can laugh at themselves in a loving way. Right. You know, not in a, not in a way that, you know, self deprecates or like puts sure. you down. But yeah, I think um, that, and you know, actually I'm also kind of been, I think it's also, yeah, really important to know that you're, you know, a human outside of what you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I actually also kind of really, made the conscious effort after I graduated. Cause I think I went through a time um, after college where I was like, the theater is my, is my religion. You know, it is my, it is my people. It's my everything. I don't need anything else. So I'll just have the theater. Um, and I started to, you know, neglect a lot of other things, um, in my life, including say like my family and also actually fun for, uh, funnily enough, my Jewishness. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. It was sort of, I think in the last, luckily it was kind of happening a little bit before COVID, but particularly during COVID, I really made the conscious effort to be just like, no, I need to commit to having an identity as well as a, as a family man, like as a, as someone's cousin, um, you know, nephew, um, son, brother, um, uh, you know uncle what you know what I mean? Like to be like you, you are those as well. Right. Yeah. And, um, and then also just be, you know, I, I'm not kind of really like religious. Uh, as we say, we always are like, oh, we're not religious. We're cultural Jews. Sure, we're bad sure. Jews, yeah. but, we're Jews you know, <laughs> but we're Jews. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I've, I, but even just ingesting a lot more of, of, of like Jewish art yeah. and Jewish yeah. um, stories and, um, and ways that kind of gets me reconnected to totally yeah. to my history. Actually, I find history is actually really grounding. Yeah. If you oh, take yeah. yourself to to like reading about history or going to you know museums or whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. I think also again, please stop me if I if I'm rambling, but it's like I feel like things that keep me really grounded though is when it's not about me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I think I think yeah. that my my mom. I talk about my mom a lot, but. We, we she gave she has really good advice. Anytime I would come to her, was so super anxious about, you know, uh, a friendship that wasn't, you know, sort mm-hmm. of working, or be like, what? If, why do these people like me? Right, or, right. You know, yeah. why doesn't this I have? And she goes, she goes, John, what you need to do is do something for somebody else. Mm, yeah, that will immediately take you out outside of your me, 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 right, and putting it on other people. And I think that is 
actually also an, an amazing way to ground yourself is yeah. ask yourself, what can you do for somebody else? Yeah. Yeah. My, um, my dad often tells me like when I was growing up, especially he would say, um, the number one eater of joy is the me monster. Mm. And I, good one. Yeah. Good and one. so lots of times he'd be like, it wells up in all of us. Like, yeah. me, Indeed. like it's like, yeah. it, but it wants to eat everything. Yeah. And so like, I love that your mom said that, like go and do something nice for somebody else because that immediately quells the, you know, it stifles the me monster, Absolutely. you know? And Absolutely. so being able to focus on somebody else, mm-hmm. um, yeah, is extremely grounding. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I'm pretty sure that's like an actual like psychological grounding technique is like looking at, you know, it's like taking in the space around you, like thinking about what the texture is about the wall and yeah. like what color to like getting the focus off of you is yeah. an actual, and going into the world. Yes. Is an actually actual putting, grounding technique. As opposed technique. to actually being in here, but being like, okay, yeah. what's actually right. out there. Exactly. Um, yeah. 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 It's so, so interesting. good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, now I'm I'm really excited to hear your answer yeah. for these next two. Okay. Um, so what person, place, or experience has shaped you the most uh, creatively? Can also oh, leave out the creatively the part. Yeah. Too. Well, I mean, I think just in general, my my mom and dad. Yeah. Um, what I'm really grateful for uh, is that, and especially I've been told this by other people that know both me and knew and know them, mm-hmm. is that um, they've instilled in me a sort of freak of nature work ethic that sometimes can be my kind of undoing. Sure. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. your greatest strength can also be your greatest weakness. Yeah, but, sure. but, um, the way, and, and to do everything with, you know, just 100% commitment and passion and enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is never, that can't be understated how yeah. much, um, that is meant to me and to where I am in my life. Mm-hmm. But you know, if, if you're lucky, you get, incredible teachers and my the dance teacher that i had uh from when i was 12 years onwards no joke this and this is her well this is her stage name but her her name was rini and martini no it was not it was it <laughs> is wow. she's still teaching wow back in melbourne it's um, amazing that is amazing yeah that's that was her stage name and she she was a very old school teacher you know she came yeah. from you know that yes. tough dance yep. school yep. mentality yep. but when you did what she said, she worshiped you. Yeah. And she believed in every single one of her students. Mm. And she taught me how to act when I danced. Mm. Cool. Love that, that it wasn't just about technique and right. hitting good stuff. It's like, yeah. you better use your face. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Show that there's a person under, underneath. And I mean, like, you know, you would go to see her concerts and there are three year olds and four year olds just giving yeah yeah all face yeah yeah barely any technique but all face oh my gosh and i and what she did for me in terms of just to get me to be the dancer that i am Mm. it was huge i also owe a lot to um it was a wonderful man um um uh, rest in peace he's uh no longer with us either but his name's charles slookie and he was an old friend family friend of my mom um that uh, was a drama teacher wow. and, a, and a drama coach. And he was sort of like my mentor and he, and he helped, you know, me with my acting in high school and helped me, you know, do my audition monologues for college yeah. And, yeah. and everything like that. And um, he was kind of my first real like, yeah, acting mentor and pretty much kind of took actually a lot of like the mystique about acting away that it was like, sure. it wasn't necessarily all ethereal. Like it's right. actually very, very lo- it's logical yeah. and it's thinking and it's, yeah. and it's, um, 
and he introduced me to really into really good writing and really yeah. good pieces yeah. uh, you know material and um and so i really owed him and then and then just i mean the theater man just seeing as much theater as you can those shows uh seeing the lion king when i was nine yeah. Yeah. um you know seeing uh, a chorus line when i was 18 yeah wow also just was like that's that that is why that's yeah exactly why <laughs> yeah. i do this yeah yeah um um you know i could go on but th those people especially mm -hmm. um yeah it's so good yeah. i love that yeah there is something i just like thinking about watching you dance in particular john i because i met you through Grace Copeland. Yes, friend of the podcast. Friend, friend of the podcast. Yes, the, Grace the, the famous Grace Copeland. Yes. Yeah. Love Grace. And I remember, I can't, I, I, she had, I think, sent me your Instagram profile oh, okay. or something like that. But she was like, hey, um, I, I can't remember what we were talking about. We were talking about dancers. And she was like, have you, uh, have you met John Reed? And I was like, no. And she sent me, I think, your dance reel. Uh -huh. And I was like, this is the kind of dance like the it's very like you give off such like gene kelly yeah. like just like fred astaire kind of like just that classic what everybody falls in love with dance from like the get-go and it's just all over like it, it's just i love that you're talking about your teachers because yeah. it's like well, it came from her right yeah. like it, the joy the is all over your face the joy is that because she you know she gave us those people she yeah. told she told us to go right. watch gene kelly and yeah. and we were doing dances to singing in the rain and birth yeah. of the blues yes. and you yeah. know what i mean all of these she i mean she they lived that era and yeah. you know sammy davis jr and right. sinatra and and all of these yeah. people that just had it was just such it was full of such just unbridled joy yeah. right and you know no more no less yeah yes. um, just joy just joy and yeah i'm oh that that's very sweet that you say that um yeah i definitely i definitely live in that world a lot and i so love it fun. i love yeah, it it's and, so uh, good yeah it's just the best it's the best yeah go ahead you want to do the last question okay. uh, all, all you rach all you okay Ooh. well i i kind of wonder if like you've mentioned one of these probably but, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, what book play or film do you think every person should read or watch okay this was super hard so i'm gonna rattle through rattle off like a few to just Great. save time. Love it. Perfect. Obviously, we said Dead Poet Society. It goes without saying. You got to see yeah. it. There's an incredible book called Educated. Yes. By Tara Westover. Have you read that? No, but I, no, but I know exactly yeah. what you're talking it about. It is extraordinary. You must read it. It mm -hmm. is not an arts book or anything yeah. like that. It is just the most incredible memoir of, the, of just an incredible against the odds type of story yeah. that you have no idea like this could even happen. Yeah. And yet... She like where she comes from to what she ends up achieving. Mm. It was the most I've never been so gripped by wow. a memoir before. Yeah. Um, I'd also really recommend Cast by Isabel Wilkerson. Okay. Um, the Origins of Our Discontent. Yeah. Um, mm. That was an extraordinary read. Yeah. Um, in terms of plays, I mean, this is you know everyone will know that you know this is my favorite musical, but the musical Parade I think is oh, yeah. must be seen and heard by everybody. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Um, Absolutely, everybody, and uh, Angels in America. Mm -hmm. After after seeing that <laughs> yes. play, I was Good just like, "This is probably the best play I've ever seen." Yeah, yeah. And in terms yeah. of yeah, movie probably did Poet Society. And if you want to see, you know, a master actor at work, I just actually watched it the other day with my roommate because he had never seen it. 
but and it's a, it's a hard watch, so you got to be in the mood for it. But there will be blood. Ooh, by yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson. Yes, yeah. Daniel Day Lewis is. I I will His never not like get sick of watching that movie. Yeah, yeah. it's it's. I can't recommend as a, as an if you're like an actor wanting yeah. to just see the best that do the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So those are my really quick. I just had to get yes. all those out. No, hey, listen, that is a good list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I um, quick thing about Angels in America. Please tell I, me. Um, I had never really experienced Angels in America before. I read it in school. Oh, you because did? we had to. It was oh, on our like reporter. Re- yeah, for or in college. For college. College. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For my BFA. Um, <laughs> I was just like, you read, I was just thinking, not, you read that in high school? <laughs> no, 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 no. That is a heavy no, no. one. No, not no, that no, one. not in high school. In uh, college. Yeah. But um, when. They put it out on the National Theater at home. Yeah. I watched it over COVID. Yeah. And I finished part one and went immediately to part two. I was like, I have to know, Gotta know what's what going happens. on. Yeah. Like I was like, oh my gosh. And uh Andrew Garfield's performance is like mind blowing. I But yeah. Nathan Lane is yeah. Roy Cohn. Yeah. Yes. Roy Cohn. He's actually also someone that's another massive hero oh. of mine. Oh. Is Nathan Lane. I've seen him three gosh. times on Broadway. <gasps> yeah. Er, no one comes near him yeah. when he's on stage. <laughs> yeah, his, it's like everybody is incredible on stage, but he's yeah. at a, another level yeah. every yeah. single time. Uh, yeah, star. oh my gosh, a total star, and total star. I I finished the yeah. play, um, watching it, and I just had to sit for a second. Oh yeah, I remember closing my computer and being like, I just need to sit here for yeah. a split second. And it's pieces like that that grip you so hard so that hard. you have no choice but to just be for a second mm-hmm. that are yeah. the ones that like completely stick out in my mind. And I felt that way after seeing the revival of Parade. Oh, um, me too. And so yeah. they're, they're... That's art though. That's, yeah. that's why yeah. the arts matter is yeah. to have moments like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. when, it, when, it, when it hits that hard and that well. Yeah. And... That right. I mean, I saw I saw Angels in America in a small black box type theater in Melbourne. Whoa. It was like a professional production, but it was really it was not tight. Bi- it was yeah. tight. It was small. Oof. It was intimate, and you know, not big production value, not everything right. like that. Mm. But my mother and I, we were gripped from the beginning to the end. Those yeah. be- because the material was that good, that and the good, actors yeah. were that good. You didn't need anything else. To, I mean, I yeah. love the National Theater yeah. production. Don't get me wrong, but just seeing that piece, I was just like. Yeah. I think this is probably the best play I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. Oh, and everybody should watch Shakespeare. Watch Shakespeare. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All but the watch it. Don't read it. Watch yeah, it. Watch Agreed. it. Yeah, it yeah. is meant to be watched. It is meant I to be love, watched. I love reading Shakespeare, but sure. it, is, it is. It is meant to be watched. It is meant to be watched. You can't make somebody fall in love with Shakespeare by having them read it. Nope. Especially okay. those that aren't familiar with it, you exactly. have to see it, and you have to see it done well. Yes, yes. I would also say that's another recommendation. It's like give yeah. Shakespeare, <laughs> give Shakespeare a try. Yeah, give him a shot. Give him a shot. My first yeah. experience with Shakespeare was seeing a high school production of Midsummer Night's Dream, Aww. and let me tell you, I did not fall in love with Shakespeare that day. I I'm fell sure, asleep yeah. during Shakespeare. That I'm day. sure. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure. John, yes. um, you have you're like I feel like you're constantly working on short dance short films, which is. Amazing. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's actually how I met Grace. Yeah. Was and how yes. I got introduced to all of you guys was yeah. I commissioned uh, a dance film from her, and then she was like, "Do you want to be friends?" And I was like, "Absolutely, <laughs> yes, I yeah, do." Yeah, I do. Um. So yeah. So I'm. I'm. I'm trying to. Yeah. Definitely make a make a lot more of my own work. Mm-hmm. You know, keeping up. You know, having a very kind of proactive art artistic um career. So. Yeah, and I love making dance narratives. That's yeah. like one of my favorite is like you know dance storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So hopefully I'm going to be working on one this month. Yay. It's pretty much already to go. I just like the dance is already to go. I just got to see if we, yeah. if we can schedule it to shoot it. Yeah. yeah totally. So, so where can people just keep up with what you're doing? Okay. Um, so I'm only really on Instagram Perfect. Um, at uh, JD Reed with three E's because the one with two E's were taken. Hilarious. So I had to be, so it's at J D R E E E D. Read. Read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love that. Love and, that. Um, and then, yeah, my website is uh, www.johnreedactor.com. Yes. Okay, sweet. Love so everybody, that. go give John a follow. It is a joy to follow John's career. Oh. And um, yeah, thank you so much for Oh my God, this, the was a, yeah. this was amazing. Thank We're, you. This was such a great conversation. Yeah. I'm excited for, I'm really excited for people to hear this one. Yeah. Oh. You guys, thanks so much, John. We we really appreciate you. Oh my God, thank we you. We love you. you. Thanks for beautiful. being our friend. Love you. Thank you. Um, you guys, we hope that this was inspiring to you. And um, hey, go make art. Go yeah. make something. Um, go get involved in arts education. And um, we'll see you out there. Thanks for listening to the For the Makers podcast. To find out more about Seated Productions, you can visit our website at www.seatedproductions.com and follow us on Instagram at seated.productions. And if you love what we do and want to support us, you can make a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or by following the link in our podcast description. Until next time, listen well and tell stories.